amazing we're live and uh, good man we had a we had a we had a deep talk we had a 30 minute talk we had a podcast before this podcast but it wasn't recorded yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though i like i like these ones it's always good man like sometimes it's, it's nice to like you know warm it up right you have a nice little talk you get into it and then when the podcast starts it's like uh, it's pretty easy it's pretty simple but thank you for coming, by the way. I appreciate that. I've always wanted to talk to you, man, for real. I, I watch your stories on Instagram. You're a big guy. You're a strong guy. And you lift heavy. And I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, and just, man, you know, for everyone out there, what do you do? And when did you start in your journey? Yeah, I mean, right now I'm teaching professionals, business, uh, business owners to essentially just build muscle, get in shape. Uh, get their health back really right so that that's the emphasis of what i do uh and, and that's just a matter of like obviously finding the balance between you know their professional life their work life but also managing to be in shape and and it's, it's very similar to, to kind of what you teach essentially right it's a bit it's, it's a very common issue nowadays and it, it needs it needs fixing so <laughs> that's essentially what i do and uh my my start to my journey do you mean that in regards to me working out or like the the business aspect both you know when did you start working out and how did you transition into wanting to have a business in this yeah i mean i started working out when i was quite young you know i, I was i was in my teens when i started working out and for me it was all about wanting to to build muscle and and that was a, a big thing of mine i just wasn't confident within myself i wasn't happy how i looked how i felt and it just was just an area where you know, I was like, okay, you know what? I want to double down on this. And it's something within myself, you know, I was quite young at the time that it was something in my control that I could improve, you know? So that was the start. And it's just ever since that, that process, it was something that I'd always wanted to, to learn and, and get better at and improve on. And uh, obviously when I started getting good results, I got incredibly passionate about it. Saw how it changed my life, just the type of person that I was, my confidence is like, become way better my self-esteem was so much better just how i felt was so much better you know it just made perfect sense it's like i want to teach this I want, I want other people to feel this as well because i know what the other end is like you know i know what the other end is like and i don't want that for anyone because my, i was not in a good place yeah and i know like the quality of living was just so much worse than it is now uh, and that was that was my process and i've been teaching it for a while and uh, obviously, when you run a business as well, you, you, you start, you know, becoming a lot busier, essentially, right? And, and this kind of was the leeway to me going into this route was my life started becoming incredibly busy. And then I had to start finding a balance between, you know, what gets me the best results, the most efficient results for the time that I'm able and willing to put in whilst I'm running this business, while I'm, whilst I'm building this business, right? So making that transition, it just made perfect sense. And I started getting, I was getting a lot of clients like that anyways, right? Who, they, they don't care about being a bodybuilder, so to speak, but they do care about taking care of their health. They do care about being functional. They do care about feeling good, looking good and all those things, right? So that, that was my transition was, was going from that to that uh, and basically helping people accomplish the, the life essentially that I'm living, which is like running a business, and still being in shape, still getting stronger, still looking good at the, the exact same time as well. And that's essentially how the, how the journey has been so far. Nice, man. Very well said. And uh, I resonate with that a lot because uh, I'm a, I was in a very similar situation to you. Um, I was very passionate about fitness and I was actually working. I used to work in, in gold, uh, selling gold. Uh, so I, I had the same problems that all the professionals that you just described, right? 
uh, I just didn't have no time. And I wanted to improve the quality of my life. I wanted to improve the quality of my energy, of my strength. Uh, I wanted to look good, right? Look good, feel good. And I struggled with all of these things. And like you, I was very passionate about fitness and about training. And once I cracked the code, I realized, oh, look, man, there's so many people out there who also want that, right? And who I'm sure that if you find out about this world, it'll just make your, the quality of your life so much better. It'll improve it drastically. And, um, you know, so big respect for that. Honestly, this is, this is definitely a problem that a lot of people needs, needs to, need to fix. And I guess that's what we're here for, right? So exactly and uh and just like you said and you know i i've never been a fan of saying like you know this is like the magic trick you need to do but when you say crack the code it still kind of resonates with me because that there, there was a pivotal moment with with me and myself and my fitness journey where i was putting in a lot of time and effort and it wasn't necessary and when i learned to step back invest less into it and just do it efficiently do it well, understand the theory behind it, the structure behind what I'm doing, what I'm doing. It felt like I cracked the code. And I'm sure it's exactly what you, you feel as well. And what was amazing about it is like, you realize like sometimes doing less is more. You don't need to be in the gym every day. You don't need to be a bodybuilder. You know, sometimes less is more. Just make sure you're doing it the right way. And that's exactly what you said. It's like, there's a need for that because people have the wrong idea. The amount of people who come to me and, and they tell me, all these things they think they need to be doing. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't need to be doing that. Don't worry about that. Stick to this, stick to this. And they're almost just like, oh, really? Like, that's it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, man. 100%. It's like you said, you just, less is more. You just need to do enough. You don't need mm -hmm. to like, you know, go out there and be in the gym six days a week and cardio every day. You don't need none of that. You don't need to eat six meals a day. You just need to do enough. You need to eat enough, mm -hmm. you need to train enough, you need to sleep enough, and you need to drink enough water. And that's it. And do that over three months' time. It is way better than the conventional way of going blitz, working out for like two, three weeks every day, and then doing nothing for a, for a week, and then going blitz again for like, you know. And that's the problem that we see. And I, I suffer from this problem, right? Like I, I thought, oh, I just need to be in the gym every day. And if I do that, I'll get the results. Um, but that's not, that's not it. What's going to get you the results is you having a healthy lifestyle that is sustainable and that it fits your that it fits your needs, it fits your wants, it fits your goals. And if you can stick to that long enough, then you'll get the transformation that you want, the physical transformation, the look, the the, the way that you want to feel. It's 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 very attainable. And it's I sometimes I always say, I wish everything was as easy as your fitness and your health. Mm. I really do. <laughs> Like yeah. running a business is, is way harder. If you can run a business, yeah. If you can run a business, you can be fit. Like, don't tell me I have a business, I can't. The fact that you have a business means that you can actually do it. You know, if you're a mother and you have a kid and you're like, oh, I gotta take care of my kid, I'm like, you're taking care of a kid, your fitness is gonna be easy, <laughs> like for real. <laughs> That's so funny you know? to say it like that because I never, I never really thought about it like that. Uh, but when you really say it like it makes so much sense and it's a hundred percent true it's it's almost like fitness and, and i'm sure it's like this for you now is that my main focus is actually uh on the business on on with my clients and focusing on that the fitness for me is like oh that's sorted you know i don't yeah. even think about that <laughs> yeah, for sure. like, you know how people do like to-do lists and like that they just got all these things no, I'll never ever put anything fitness related on that because it's already like it's done, it's sorted, it's it's very easy. You know what I mean? Because 
you know, and here's the thing is that for a lot of people, it seems hard. It seems tough at the start because they just haven't created the right habits yet and the right foundations, right? The right lifestyle to kind of make it easy. But when you can do that, we can just set things up the right way to make it easy to do these things and obviously know what works. Then if you just do that, just like I said, 12 weeks, build the habits, it becomes so easy. You know, it just becomes something, it's part of your lifestyle. That's why I love saying it's like, Health is a lifestyle. You, you've got to, it's got to be something that you can sustain, something that you can keep. Yeah, and then eventually it will just become second nature and you're just constantly getting the benefits of it and it doesn't even feel like you're putting effort. If anything, it feels like you want to do it. You know, I, I, I have a client who uh, runs a steel company. He's got several children as well. I don't even know. I can't remember what the number was. He's got so many kids, right? <laughs> and, and, and when I started working with, with this guy, he, he was he hated working out and he was like it's just something i don't like it it's just i don't you know and i felt so accomplished the day he came to me and was like no 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 like this is my time this is i, I want to do this you know like because he told me he was like getting calls during the workout i'm like why didn't you answer it you know why didn't you go ahead and, and answer those calls this is my time right this is the only time i get to myself and that to me i, I felt like a, a proud proud father <laughs> i was like Oh my, like, I, I, my mission is accomplished, you know, like, cause it came to the realization, the value of taking care of your health. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. Nice, man. Nice. Amazing. Now, how, how do you do that? Right. How, how do you instill this in someone? How do you instill that love for training? When, like you said, a lot of people start and they don't enjoy it. They're like, oh, I got to work out. And it's you, your job as a coach to teach them how to fall in love with it. So how do you, how, how did you accomplish that? So it's quite simple, right? At the start, there's not really much enjoyment, right? At least for most people, there's not there's not too much enjoyment because you're not good at it. There's all these things that hurts, you know, you, you all all these reasons. But the best way to do it is to start simple, right? Don't don't overload, right? Start simple. Don't go on something too demanding. Don't try to go on some extreme diet. Just change a few variables at a time in a sustainable way, and then build upon that. Right. If you can do that at the start and with my clients, so the key is like baby steps mixed with accountability of me. Right. When we keep doing that to a point, they start getting results. They see the result. They're happy with the result. They start getting motivated. They start putting more energy and, and, and focus into what they're doing when they're there. They get even better results. Then they find fulfillment and enjoyment because humans thrive on seeing progress. Mm. Then they start getting the benefits of the progress that they're having, like increased energy, starting to feel stronger, starting to lose weight. And then all the endorphins are hitting, you know, you know what I mean? And then it becomes actually something that they love doing because they've associated so much positivity, right? So it, the key is to start simple, build it up, mix it with the accountability, uh, with the concept of sustainability. And then the, the, uh, the benefits start kicking in and they start really loving the benefits and then they associate positivity with the activity. Does mm. that make sense? 100%. 100%. Yeah, I I, um, I do a similar thing. You know, I've, I've wrote a lot about this actually and I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's how you got to do it. But let's say, you know, a guy comes to you, you know, he works in, I don't know, he works in coal this time. He's got eight kids. He tells you, hey, William, look, um, I'm fat. Uh, I understand you're going to, this is how you're going to show me to, this is how you're going to make me fall in love with training, but how are you going to help me? You know, how are you going to help me? How, how are you going to transform me, right? Given my life right now, how are you going to help me work out? How are you going to help me with nutrition? Walk me through that. I would love to know more. 
So, so basically someone who, who doesn't want to go through the process, you, you mean? Could you, someone, uh... someone who, you know, just a, your, your average professional who comes through yeah. and he's having the challenges, right? Time, family, responsibilities. He, he doesn't like working out. He understands that, okay, this is how you fall in love. Like you say, you start simple, you build it up. You start seeing results, you fall in love with the progress, and then you get fulfillment from it. But <clears throat> I come to you right now and I say, okay, how are you going to do that? Yeah. How, how are you going to help me transform my body? How are you going to help me? Um, how, how are you going to help me with nutrition, with accountability, things like that? Like, what, what's your process? I guess what I'm asking you is, what's your process like with clients when a client comes on and asks for help? Yeah. So, first of all, it depends how aggressive their goal is with, let's say, weight loss and things like that, right? Um, I, I really enjoy getting my clients to count calories. Okay. And I know a lot of, uh, a lot of people don't like that, or they might think it takes a lot of work, but it really doesn't. Uh, I've got some clients who don't actually count calories, right? But, but mm. The way I see it is like calorie counting is a tool that's going to be a very flexible uh, way to get you to where you want to be because it, it allows you to choose certain foods. And it also gives us the predictability of moving our weight to, to wherever we want it to be. So, so my process is, is getting them to learn how to count calories, right? Um, if, if I think for them personally, counting calories is not a good idea, then I just make simple adjustments in their, their nutrition. However, it's just not my preferred way because, I mean, realistically, no one sticks to the exact same way of eating every single day. And if you want to like see a consistent progress in a particular area, nutrition wise, well, if you, if you don't want to count calories then expect to eat a very similar thing every single time uh, to, to get some kind of respectable result. So I, I take them through the calorie counting process. I take them through, um, I, I decide how many workouts a day is good for them, depending on their lifestyle. Uh, the one, by the way, who I told you about, like the big family seal company worked out twice a week, two times, Nice, nice. two times getting stronger, lost seven kilos, right? Nice crazy now here's the thing that is the perfect example of quality over quantity now was it the best thing for him to do too maybe not could he have gotten better results of four probably but was it worth the opportunity cost in his life probably not right so we we found a way yeah and that and that's essentially my process is like figuring out how many days is good for this person designing some kind of program around that making sure they understand how to go ahead and do that I take them through it. Uh, we're, we're constantly, you know, uh, having feedback with each other, making sure they're doing it correctly, things like that. And then just set up the nutrition in a way that's very simple for them to stick to. They know the calories they need to hit. Uh, we make it simple nutrition-wise with food selection. Uh, and and it's, it's a process like that. It's just making sure, because everyone's different. You know, everyone's different. you got to adapt to the client. you got to adapt to their lifestyle. That's, that's essentially how you're going to get a result is something that's extremely tailored to you, you know, not some cookie cutter program. It, it just, it's, that's why most of these people go ahead and do that or do some challenge and they never, they come yeah. to you and they're like, Hey, I still don't have this result. Right. So that, that's essentially the process I take. And uh, if you're not willing to at least do those basic things, well, don't expect to be healthy. Don't expect to feel great about yourself. There's, there's an element of discipline that still comes. Right. And, and there's still elements that are not fun at the start, which the accountability uh, will be helping. And I'm sure it's the same way with your clients, right? Mm. Well said. Well said, man. Very, very well said. It's, um, 
this is, uh, and I liked what you said about the opportunity cost for each individual. And, you know, no, no app, no nutrition plan will take that into account. Only you as a human will be able to, to personalize that to the individual, right? Like you said, the guy has, you know, seven kids, he's running a steel company. I'm sure this guy has a lot of things on his plate, you know, no matter how advanced an app is with the AI and it can understand your lifestyle, it'll never be able to, to, to provide that for you. And that's where a coach comes in. A coach can be able to look at your life and say, hey, hold on, look for you in your specific case, do this and you'll be able to get to your goal. And I, and I like that a lot. And I, and, I, and I try to do this with every client. I mean, I do this with every client. Uh, I try to push my clients, you know, whatever they do. And we'll get into that in a minute. But I try to push them relative to their ability. I think that's very, very important as well. Now, um, I wanted to get into training, yeah, style of training, because uh, I see you train on, I see your videos on, on your squat. I think you squatted 220 the other, the other day. Was it 220 or 240? And then I deadlifted 220, squat 200. Yes, squat 200. I was very impressed. I was like, wow, man, that's amazing. So... I'd love to know more about your style of training. You know, how, how do you set up your program? How do you, what's, what's the, what's your preferred style? Yeah. So, so I, I love strength training, right? Getting around, getting around the weights, the, the dumbbells, the barbells, learning how to move your body correctly. Uh, and this comes down to what we mentioned was like, sometimes less is more because I, I, I work out four times a week, right? I, I don't work out any more than that. And I, I don't want to work out any more than that. I feel like it starts taking away from my, my business and things like that. So, but you, you kind of learn how to, to, to manage that and, and balance that with great results. And actually for strength training, it really helps to have those recovery days, right? To have three days off in a week. So for me, it's, a, it's around the weights. I, um, I, I focus on getting stronger in particular movements, making sure my technique is absolutely perfect. Uh, and then I'm just very smart about what I do when I'm in the gym. Okay. And that's, that's essentially, it's not about me being in there every single day. It's just about making sure that the time I am in there, I'm very focused and I'm very intentful. Yeah? And mm. that, that comes down to proper programming, understanding progressive overload, AKA just getting stronger over time. Yeah. Understanding how to program to get stronger over time. Cause a lot of people don't. And they think it's as simple as like just putting weight on every week. It's not as simple as that. Right. And that's what we have been studying for years to understand that uh, and, and to get those consistent strength uh, gains. So that, that's, that's essentially my style is strength training, getting stronger, making sure I'm always a master of technique and always trying to be a master of technique, making sure the programming is on point. I'm focusing on the most essential exercises to get stronger uh, in, from an entire body point of view. And I just do it extremely well. I do it extremely intentful. I'm, I, I'm very present with it, right? And, and that, that's, that's essentially what I do. Uh, did that really answer your question? <laughs> I feel yeah, like yeah, I might have yeah, yeah. yeah, no, 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 it did, it did. And uh, I, I like what you said. I like what you said a lot. Now, do you change your workouts uh, or do you usually, like you said, do you stick to the lifts and just try to get stronger with it? Or do you change your workouts every now and then? How, how do you go about that? I, okay, so, so there's, there is a balance between, uh, so most people who think, they think when you need to get stronger, you need to change it up all the time. Because Arnold, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger used to say, you need to shock the muscle to, for it to grow. <laughs> yeah, you need to shock the yeah. muscle. <laughs> yeah. But people took this way too literally, and they're changing things up every single time. But 
strength is also a skill, right? Mm. Strength is a skill. How do you get skillful at something? Repetition. Can you get skillful if you're changing it up every single time? No, right? Mm. So for me to lift a 200 kilo squat, I can't be changing it up every week because I'm not practicing the squat, yeah? So there's a balance between doing the same thing, but then also changing variables every now and then, right? Because you still want to change things up, but you don't need to change it up nearly as much as you think, right? That's that's the key is like, there's, there's a sweet spot of, of practicing something and then just changing a few things here and there. So to, to answer your question, I, I rotate things. I focus on mm-hmm. some things for a particular time. And then when I decide that's enough and I've, I've kind of maximized that avenue, at least temporarily i switch it up to focus on other areas that strengthen uh other things that i wasn't focusing on before right so there's always phases and that's why i always say it's like proper programming is so important Mm. you need to understand why you're doing what you're doing it's just not it's not a matter of coming in to feel a certain way and just i think i did something if you actually want to get like serious results and look amazing and be strong then there's got to be some thought process behind that now my clients personally uh, some of them don't care about that and I just do that work for them. But I know a lot of people who are a bit more serious about it, um, they, they do want to understand that process, right? And there's a sweet spot, right? There's a sweet spot between changing it up. Of course, yeah, yeah. And I, I totally agree because for me, at least, it takes me about four to six weeks until I start to see, like if I say practicing the deadlift, right? If I'm rotating on a specific move, takes me about four to six weeks until I start to see the numbers really are going up, right? Like for the first four weeks, I'm just, you know, getting into the groove. I'm getting the numbers up. I'm getting the number. And then only then will I be able to start breaking through plateaus. And like you said, a lot of times they, they take Arnold's uh, shock the muscle too seriously. And uh, they don't spend enough time developing the skill. And it's only when you develop the skill would you be able to actually push further and push ahead. And exactly. uh, so, yeah, you're, you're totally right. And it's, it's very, very important. You communicate that to the client as well, because the client thinks that every week you're going to need to change something every week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to do something different. I want to do something. And uh, to be honest, it's, it's, you're not going to get much results like that, right? You need, to, you need to make sure that you spend enough time on the main lifts and then rotate it, like you said, every now and then. Now, if... If, if you were to shock, to shock the muscle, like, do you, do you try to shock the muscle every now and then? Do you think that's a good strategy? For example, let's say you've been deadlifting for two months now, uh, you're getting stronger, and it's time for you to rotate. How do you rotate? Do you rotate by shocking the system, or do you rotate a few moves? So, so what, what I do is I, I don't – it's not necessarily like shocking the system, but I rotate – exercises and like rep ranges and, and sets essentially like like i said it just depends so it mm. just totally depends on the person what stage they're at but let's say like my deadlift i've worked on it for four weeks now i've just hit it for like a set of five that was incredibly tough um and that's my fourth week so that was like my heaviest week for example mm. from that point i might have a weakness in my leg drive now this is getting very technical not everyone cares about this but this yeah. this is kind of the nitty gritty <laughs> type of things Let's say in my deadlift, my limiting factor was my leg strength, right? And I was using much back to lift it and my legs weren't really doing their job. Well, for the next phase of my training, I might focus on doing a deficit deadlift, 
which increases the range of motion, forces me to use more leg drive, right? And I might focus on strengthening that variation temporarily to build up my leg strength. So when I go back to a normal deadlift, I bring that newfound leg strength into the movement, which then strengthens my normal deadlift number, right? So that's that's kind of a way to think. And then there's there's all these other questions of like, well, do you, do you need to focus more of like a muscle building phase or maybe a strength building phase? There's, and that again, this depends. Does this client want to just build muscle or do they want to go compete in a competition, right? Mm. That, that's a whole nother level. And that's just, <laughs> we could talk for hours on that. Uh, but yeah. that's essentially kind of the way I'm, uh, that I'm thinking when I program and for my clients, it's like, what do these people need to work on, right? What, what is their weakness? What is What exercises do I need to start putting into their program for them to strengthen that? Right? And we'll focus on that for a particular period of time. And then we'll look at something else. We'll focus on that for a particular period of time. Right? And this is phases to all these things. What people mess up with is, like we said, like they try to shock the muscle, do it all at once. The body can't adapt to that much that quick. Right? Mm-hmm. We need to give the body time. That's why we periodize and do it in phases. Amazing. Amazing. Very well said. And I, like, I really liked what you said in terms of, you know, you do the deadlift, you see what's the limiting factor, and then the next rotation, you focus on that muscle. But how would you know with a client, with an online client, right? If let's say there's an online client and he's deadlifting, he's done this rotation, how would you know whether his limiting factor is his legs or his back or his, is his wrists or forearms? How would you understand that and how would you uh, program to improve that? So, so my clients send me form videos, right? They're, they're sending me how they do the movement. And, and sometimes I'll sign them to send me something through the week that I want to see. Nice. Um, and sometimes they'll also send me things extra bonus that they, they want me to see for them. Um, and I can tell I've had enough experience. I've been doing this myself long enough. I've been coaching long enough. Um, I've had mentors myself in my time. Um, and I can just see by how they're performing it, what's lacking, what's not working. Yeah. Like your lats aren't working in the deadlift because your shoulders are, are pulling forward and they're not pulling towards your hip. Uh, we need to, you need to learn how to pull the sack out of the bar. Um, you know, you're, you're shooting your hips up too, too high. There's not enough leg drive there. Um, just all so many, so many factors, but that comes with experience. One from uh, getting coaches myself and learning myself from very uh, experienced people. And then also uh, doing that myself and then teaching it for so long as well. So it's a mixture of all those things. Nice, man. Nice. I like, I like, uh, good, good answer. Very good answer. Nice, man. Let's, uh, let's switch it up. Yeah. I want to talk about nutrition. I want to talk about dieting. Definitely. Yeah. We have to talk about that Two coaches, fitness coaches. We have to talk about that. Um, what's your, what's your style when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to dieting, do you have a preferred style or uh, yeah, we'd love to know more about it. So I've always liked to, to be flexible, but at the same time, I'm quite repetitive with my personal way of eating. Um, here's a, here's a, I, I go at it differently depending on the phase of life that I'm in, right? I, I teach a lot of my clients to count calories, right? Because they have immediate goals that they need to hit. Okay, so, so I, I always go the calorie counting uh, route most of the time to, to make sure and we, we always try to, move towards clean foods for so many reasons, right? So to make you feel fuller, so to make you more energetic for health reasons, of course. Um, but also I'm not opposed to the idea of being somewhat flexible. And that's why I like counting calories mm. because it lets you be flexible when you have social events, right? When you're eating out or you're eating with the family, whatever it is, right? You got to have some form of flexibility because if you're on a strict meal plan, 
well, you can't go ahead and enjoy life. All right. Every day is going to be different. And that's why like the counting calorie route. Now, if the, if someone's experienced and they're very happy with the shape that they're in and they've got so much experience with counting calories um, and also they're eating a particular way to keep their shape, then I don't mind if they don't count. Okay. I'm in a period of time in my life where I'm not currently counting calories. Mm. I've had so much experience counting calories uh, and also just knowing uh, and, and being so in tune with my body with how much it, it needs to stay around a particular weight, right? Then I can kind of cruise on that for a little bit. Because right now I don't have immediate, like, like I, I do want to get stronger and I am training well and I am, I am eating uh, intuitively, but I'm also very in tune with how much my body needs. Uh, but at the same time, I don't have any aggressive weight loss, weight loss goals or anything, right? Mm. So I'm not too stressed about that. It, but I, I earned the right to, to not be able to do that. You've got to earn the right. Because if you're, if you're incredibly overweight or you're unfit and you're not happy, well, you haven't earned the right to eat the way, uh, to eat as kind of flexible and laid back as I am. You haven't earned the right. Earn the right by, by being strict like I did for, for years. I, I was doing that for years, you know? And, and then when I was really happy with where I am and I know the lifestyle it takes to hit that, then you've earned the right. But that's essentially the approach that I take. You're very, honestly, I, I, uh, I totally agree with you. You have to, have you heard of Charles Poliquin, right? He's one of the, one of the founding, one of the big scientists on, on strength training, one of the earliest guys. And he, yeah. he would always used to say, you know, you're not allowed to eat carbs until you get to 10% body fat. Now, I'm sure he didn't mean it literally, but the premise yeah. behind it, yes, you can't eat whatever you like until you're fit. Now, mm. yesterday I was, I was, I was on, on Facebook and a fellow, fellow coach uh, wrote a post saying that if you're counting calories to lose weight, you're doing it wrong. And uh, I wrote a comment. I said, hey, look, this is, this is bullshit. Yeah, like you, you need to, you, if you really want to break through, if you want to have hard data on your body, on your calories, on your macros, on your micros, you need to count. You need to learn how to count. Because if you don't do that, then you wouldn't know objectively whether you're gaining or you're losing through your nutrition or not. Now, I'd love to know your idea on this. Is counting calories to lose weight the wrong way? It's funny. I think I saw this post as well. Uh, I haven't read it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't yeah. focus too much on like, like when I say that, I'm just like, oh, that's, that's fair enough. You know, you yeah. do what you want to do. This is not- yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's not hard feelings. It's just a, it's, it's obviously someone's opinion, but nothing. Yeah, yeah. look, you just gotta, you gotta ask. It's like, well, how serious are you about getting this result? If you're not very serious, go ahead and guess, because that's all you're going to be doing is guessing. That how how can you predictively drop fat, break through fat loss plateaus if you're not measuring what you're doing? What gets what gets measured gets managed. Mm. So counting calories. In, in my opinion and through my experience of coaching and doing it myself is the most predictable way to get you from A to B in a flexible manner, right? Now, you could do, uh, which maybe I'm not sure if the, the other the coach was talking about, which is just like the portion size method and, you know, there's, there's, there's other ways, but that's still a lot more guessing, right? Which means there's going to be days where you're, you're probably off. And you're not actually going to result. And I see that as wasted time. You know, I, I, I'd rather just be efficient. Just get me where I need to be, you know. And 
also if you're just trying to do it through you know just strictly you know eating the same thing every single day then that's that's very boring that's not flexible yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, i i personally like the counting calorie approach for the exact same reason that that you probably like it as well it's like you gotta you gotta keep track of the variables if you want to break through uh, fat loss plateaus you gotta also know the variables and what to change because that like with my clients we got that weekly feedback and the only way we're able to consistently drop weight is uh, and, and know that we're dropping weight and how to continue to drop weight is by looking at the data, right? We've got to look at the data. Yeah. But once again, if they get to the point that they like, then they find it easy to eat that way. They've earned the right. They don't need to count calories for the rest of their life, but it's a great, great tool. 100%. Yeah. Look, I started this without counting calories. Yeah. I started my journey just eating normally, eating healthy and eating cool. And I got results and I, I was fine. But I remember there was a time where I was really struck, especially in my strength and in putting on size. So mm -hmm. I thought, you know what? Let me start counting. And when I started counting, my strength and my results just started shooting off the roof because now I know objectively, precisely, the protein intake that I need to take, the carb intake, the fat intake, the vitamin intake, and the calorie intake. I have all this data right in front of me. And I, and I don't have to worry about whether today I got the right amount or not. I know every day I'm getting the right amount. And until you get to that level, you wouldn't know if you're working in an optimal way. And it's like you said, you're going to need to spend some time doing that. You don't have to do it for the rest of your life, but you need to spend some time doing that because you need to learn how it, what's this, what, what it's like to have 200 grams of chicken on a plate or 100 grams of rice on a plate. You need to understand that. You need to see that. And once you get to a point where you've been doing this for a while, you've earned the right, you're fit, now you can step back. Now, similar to you, I don't count anymore because I've been doing it for a long time, doing over four years. I kind of, I, I can look at it and be like, okay, that's approximately 150. But um, if, you've never, if you've never done that, then how will you know um, what 200 grams of protein is like or what 300 grams of carbs is like if you've never counted it? So I agree with you on that. And uh, it is a great tool. It is indeed a very, very good tool if you can, if you can um, leverage it to your goals and your strategy that, that you'd like to achieve with your body. This is where so much controversy happens in this industry. It's like people mm -hmm. were too, they're too glued to a one way of doing thing, things. And it doesn't have to be. They're, they are tools, right? Intermittent fasting is a tool. Uh, you know, carb loading is a tool, counting calories is a tool, meal plans are a tool, training in a particular way. These are all just different ways to, to get an accomplished result, right? There, there's several ways to get to a particular number, just how there's several ways to, to lose fat. Now, there are better ways, right? There are better ways for a particular person, but that's up to the coach and the client dynamic to kind of figure out together with the, with the mixture of the client's uh, lifestyle and the coach's expertise and understanding, right? And, and that's kind of, that's, that's my point of view uh, with that. You know? People are too, you know, if you go to someone who's just like, no, 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 don't do anything but this and like nothing else works, they're probably, they're probably lying to you, mm. right? Like I, I'll tell you straight up that counting calories is not the only way, but I suggest you do it this way because it's a great way for your situation to optimize your result, mm. right? It's, it's different for everyone, but there are definitely more efficient ways to, to get to that to get to that place of course of course yeah i agree 100 percent. nice man um let's switch gears one last time 
and this is uh, nothing to do with fitness. Uh, but I'm, I'd love to ask you this question. How old are you, by the way? I'm 23. You're 23. Okay. So let's say three years ago, yeah, or five years ago when you were 18, yeah. Today, 26th of May, 2021, five years ago. So um, 2016, yeah. May 2016, you were 18 years old. Knowing what you know now, what would you have told yourself when you were 18 years old in 2020 and 2016? From a fitness perspective or a life perspective? Whatever you like. You're 18. You're in school, I assume, right? You're in school? Mm -hmm. You're in school. You're 18. You're like, hey, look, I'm, I'm your future self. I, have, I run a business mm -hmm. right now and I'm fit. Let me give you some advice. <laughs> this is such an interesting question I, there's so many rounds mm. I could go uh, first one off the top of my head would be stop stressing so much you know at, at that point of time in my life was was like what am I going to do with my life what am I going to do with my with you know with my career I was actually uh, I went to a music school so mm. I was going to to, to go compose uh, piano music <laughs> interesting Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that, wow. that, was, that was what I was going to do, right? And hey. I went to the music school. I did like, you know, the music extension and all the, like, the advanced stuff. But at the same time, I was obsessed with fitness and, and like I wanted to be in a particular shape and things like that. And I was so stressed uh, about, you know, what am I going to do? And I thought so hard. And during like all the lunch breaks, I'm, I'm like intensely thinking about everything. Uh, I think I just would have told myself, it's like, don't think that there's, there's, and this kind of goes back to the last point. It's not one one way to do things, mm. right? Because back then for me, it was like, you know, it's it's make or break fitness or music, fitness or music. Do you want to teach fitness or do you want to know the music route, mm. right? And it, it was such a big thing. But now it's like, when I think about that, I'm like, man, if only I knew how much like time I had, you know, like, because <laughs> I feel like it's been a lifetime, by the way, in those five years, like so much has changed. It's unbelievable. But my perspective now is like, you know what, you know, it's, you could be passionate about this thing now, but maybe next year I won't be. And that's okay. I'll just, you know, it's just so much more relaxed and calm now. Uh, but back then it was, you know, I used to think it was like, especially because it, it was marketed to us so much of like, uh, this is, you know, you, you, your career and your destiny uh, thing for the rest of your life, pick wisely, you know? And now I just laugh at that, you know? It's like, yeah. it doesn't have to be that way. Still apply yourself, still work hard, do what you're doing, apply the tenacity you've already been applying, um, but, but have a bit of perspective there and understand that at the end of the world, you can make mistakes, you can still do better. Uh, that, that's, that's something I'll definitely kind of make sure I got across to myself. And uh, also to just stop at, uh, stop stop uh, stressing about just little things about people caring about uh you know stop worrying about what people think of you and um i was going really hard on the fitness because like you i thought i had to like train every day so this is stop, stop training every day man like just do it this way as well <laughs> yeah yeah definitely. <laughs> so many so many things i could have told myself but that that's definitely like the first thing i mentioned big big thing nice Nice, oh, for sure. Yeah, we stress, we stress too much. You know, we also live in the, we live in a world where, I mean, you know, you're 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 comparing yourself constantly, constantly. You know, constantly comparing yourself. 
not just to others, but to yourself. Yeah, you, to yourself in the future. Oh, I want to be like this when I'm when I'm older. I want to make sure I hit that goal. I want to make sure that I'm successful. I want to make sure I have my own place. And it's constantly you're thinking about this from a very young age, right? You're thinking about this, like you said, when 18. I thought I was thinking about this when I was 18. And it just brings unnecessary stress, right? And sometimes and taking a decision when you're stressed is the worst decision ever, right? You need to take a decision when you're calm, when you're complete, when you understand the path that you're taking. But under this stressed position, it's very difficult. And at that age, it's difficult to comprehend that as well. At 18, you don't know. You, you, don't, you don't know shit. <laughs> I still don't know shit. I'm 26. I still don't know shit. Um, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, like something that I've really internalized uh, over the past uh, few years, man, is like at the end of the day, it's, it's all the journey. You know, there's yeah. not really a destination. So if I just make sure I do the right actions, then I have a choice to do these actions stressed or do them calmly, right? Which way do I want to live? If I, at the end of the day, all I have in my control is the actions, then I may as well do this in a better state, right? I'm not going to sit there worrying about what's out of my control because what that does to the quality of your life, if the journey is everything and you're always stressing, like I can relax and take the destination, but hey, it's the journey. It's the journey. So don't worry about that most of your time is spent here in this process mm. building so why don't you go ahead do what you need to do but but just stop stressing yourself out more than needed right stress is natural and it's normal and it's healthy to get you and motivate you to do something right but not any more than necessary some people cripple themselves with that some people get incredibly depressed uh head spaces like that and uh, mm. i've seen it too many times in my life with with people that i know uh, if you choose that route and I see them and I see how these people are and this is nothing that, you know, I, I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for people around me. For sure. For sure. Yeah, it is the journey. It is truly the journey. Uh, and the journey is I, mean, I had I had a big I had a big thing when I was you know 18 and that was uh, to seek happiness. Right. This, this is why I was happiness in my work, happiness with who I am, happiness with money. You know, th this is what I was seeking. And you know what? If I can go back, I would tell myself, don't seek happiness because happiness doesn't, I think happiness doesn't really exist. Like happiness is a feeling, is an emotion. You don't need to stress over it. I would tell myself, seek the journey and seek the peace within the journey. I.e., mm -hmm. when you're in this journey, become content in this journey because that's true happiness. You know, like getting to the, let's say you want to make a million. Look, when you get to the million, you know, I've, I've always wanted to have a business, fitness, fitness coaching business since I was 18. I went to uni, by the way. I did economics, so nothing to do with, the, with fitness. I did economics. I graduated. I worked a little bit. And then I was like, I don't want to do this. And my dream was just to open a, just to have my own fitness coaching business. And I did that. And I, I wasn't happier. And then I was like, okay, maybe I need to make more money. I made more money. I wasn't happier. Then I was like, okay, maybe I need to move out and have my own place. I moved out and have my own place. I wasn't happier. I said, oh, maybe I need more clients. I got more clients and I wasn't happier. And I can assume the more I go into this, the more I think, the more I think that if I have more stuff, I'm going to be happy. Uh, it's wrong. What I think you need to seek is you need to seek peace within the journey. Like, it's, good to it's, it's good to want things. It's good to have goals. But you're not going to be happier by having more. You're going to be happier 
you doing the journey, you devoting your life to the journey and being, being at peace in this journey. And um, that's something I wish I would have told myself a long time ago because I would have enjoyed myself a lot more, you know, yeah. uh, instead of just, you know, like you said, stressing over things that you have no control over. That's, man, that's, uh, <clears throat> that's just very powerful. And it's, I, I truly believe that, you know, at the end of the day, it's you and yourself just in the present moment. You know, like, I'm, I'm not sure if you've read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle or A New Earth and things like that. It's just, it basically talks about, like, no matter what, here you are. Like, whatever it is, here you are. Like, you are here now in this moment. Nothing else exists. That future you think, it doesn't exist. The only thing that exists is now. Mm. So if you can just truly embrace that, that's that's living. You know what I mean? And that's a incredibly powerful stuff that, you know, when, when you say it's like, what what is like, think about the framework as well of seeking happiness. What does that mean? It means you're coming from a place where you don't have it as well. Mm. It's coming from a place of lack, like I don't mm. have happiness, right? So that's another thing you got to watch for yourself. It's like, if you're chasing something, it means you don't have it. So you, you got to come to terms, just like you said, with the moment. And when you say like, be at peace, that's essentially like another way of saying being present in the moment, right? Mm, take, like, just taking a breath of fresh air, you know, let go of these, all these sources, just be at peace, relax, be in the moment, because that's all there is. That's essentially another way of saying the exact same thing, right? Mm. And, and it's 100% true. If you can do that, get yourself in that state and then just do the things you need to do of course you can have goals i have goals right there's there are ways of living that i would like to have because if i have a particular way that i want to live life i do want it to be set up in this and have the freedom to do that right as long as i have that freedom but i'm not going to make this harder than it needs to be and and that's where it comes to being a master of yourself right you got to be a master of yourself learn how to let go of things as well and there's something uh uh Eckhart Tolle said as well, it's like, this too shall pass. And that was very profound to me, right? No matter, like, you can get this cool thing, this cool thing, it's going to go eventually. You get a new partner, going to go eventually, right? And, and when I say that, I mean, you know, life is short and yes. whatever <laughs> makes your partner yes. go. <laughs> yes. But that was, that was big for me because now it's like, you know what? I'm just not going to attach my sense of happiness to anything else, but but me and, and my feeling you know what i mean and, and and what i think about myself and that was that's extremely powerful like this too shall pass uh, no circumstances forever powerful man very very true this this too shall pass man let's yeah. end it let's end it on that note let's end it on a high note um thank you this for your time yeah 100 <laughs> percent. but uh yeah, man. Thank you for your time. I uh, I appreciate this. It was a great talk. We should definitely do this again. Um, yeah. You know, drop your social media, drop in your plugs. How can people find you if they want to reach you? Yeah, I mean, my social media is just william.gill, G-I-L-L. And obviously, I do have my coaching as well, which is williamgillcoaching.com as well. Um, but yeah, if you want to reach out to me personally, it will be through the Instagram there. Um, obviously the website is more if you want to actually apply to see if you're qualified for my coaching as well um, but that's essentially where you'll find me amazing okay everyone out there professionals if you want to get stronger if you want to get jacked like William hit him up 
likewise, if you are interested in my coaching, feel free to hit me up. Log on my socials. I'll I'll tag you also. I'll tag in your socials in the in the description. And yeah, man, great call. And until next time, everyone. It was a pleasure meeting you, man. Likewise, bro.